This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon, I'm Leon Davis, along with Warren Harper and Leonard Davis. And Good we are afternoon. Altitude Adjustment, the twice a week podcast about people, politics, and professions. And thank you very much. It is Saturday, I'm sorry, Friday. It's uh, 2 p.m. Central Time, Friday, October the 22nd. Today we are talking about, so actually, um, Dave Chappelle inspired this show and tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's show is about uh, um, label or not. And today we are talking about a little black dress. Basically the idea is, is Dave Chappelle at one point um, decided he was not gonna wear a dress in a comedy skit or something of that nature. And his concern was, is that the demasculation or emasculation of black men. And uh, so I wanted to, to, one of the things that I mentioned is that there were a lot of men and not just black men, but a lot of men that wore a dress. And so I thought um, that was where we would start the discussion. So um, I, there are aspects of what um, Dave Chappelle said that I, I want to discuss later, but you know, what, what, what's the big deal about a wearing a dress? <laughs> big deal. Well, go ahead. Yeah, what's the big deal? Well, for most men, guys who consider themselves men, a dress is something strictly worn by a woman. And unless you're a cross dresser, a transvestite or a gay man or whatever, you just don't roll like that. That's that's not what a man uh, wants. How a man wants to be seen. Okay. So so for me, he wasn't being asked to wear a dress in everyday life. He wasn't asked to go shopping in a dress. He wasn't asked to go uh, dancing in a dress. He wasn't asked to go to a play. He was asked for a movie role, or he was asked for you know something on television, and. So I think that that's a different, um, um, a different context in which a man wears a dress. You know, would you would you see that as a different context, or is it still the same rules apply? Well, the context may be different, but the fact is is that if you do that on film on camera, that image is there throughout antiquity and you don't have to live with that. So I think that's the, the situation doing it. Uh, even if it's acting, you're playing a role, you're still in that image and you never get away from that. So it, it, it means a lot to a lot of men, their image and how they're, how they're seen. But I'm thinking, you know, part of an actor's job is to act different roles, to be something different, to get people to believe that you are a different character, that you become that character and you bring that character to life. So, so, so why would a dress be different? 
Well, to that question, I would say, where would you draw the line? Would you do a love scene? Would you do a sex scene with another man? How how far would you go? Well, that's that's uh, and and that that's my thought is that's part of being an actor, isn't it? Sure. I mean, so if you're gay and you and you um, do a gay scene, are you acting? Or do you are you just being yourself? Yeah, you're still acting if it's a scene. Okay. Well, my thing would be you want someone with a dress doing the scene, just get a woman. <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's if that as a man, if that's your thought, hey, go get a woman here to do this scene with this guy. Uh unless you know the movie is about now two men are finna do this scene or whatever, and you accept the role. Now you gotta come through with it. I, I don't know. I, I guess so. So, not to get off to, uh, topic, but part of acting is is bringing a character to life to tell a story. Um, if you are asked to wear a dress to um, bring forth a, a character's personality. How does that reflect on you as the individual? Because you are a performer and your job is to perform, to, to bring to life a character. So, so, uh, we can't look at, I think it's Daniel day Lewis played, um, Lincoln. We, he's not Lincoln. Right. So, so him playing Lincoln, you know, do we give him the attributes of Lincoln because he played that character? Well, you, you, you're talking about America and all the stuff that has transpired with communities of alternative lifestyle, as opposed to communities, not. And we know a lot of people that in public bash the people with alternative lifestyle and private, they engage in in some of it, if not all of it themselves. Uh, they kept it hidden and keep it keep it down. I mean, you look at the phenomenon that came out really about fifteen to twenty years ago. They were talking about brothers on the download, uh, and then you know you talking about performers wearing the dress. I mean. Wesley Snipes done it. John Lithgow, Dustin Hoffman, Ving Rhames, just to name a few. They done it on screen, you know, for for cameras and whatnot. Tyler Perry with his character Medea does it on a regular basis, although he's retired the Medea character now. I mean, if you look at the performance just to enjoy performance. And without any other considerations, you can appreciate the depth of these performers' actions. Just okay. like you've had a few women that so I, I guess I'm and acted as men. So par probably so. Warren brought up the idea that if I put on a dress, that it somehow will follow me through history. 
And, um, you know, we can look back through the, the history of acting. And at one time, women weren't allowed to perform in theaters. They weren't allowed to be a part of right. that culture. And so all of the parts in a play were men. were men. And that meant they put on dresses to be women or they put on makeup to be um, Spanish or they, they, you know, they did something to, to make themselves into characters that they were not in order to tell the story. Right. And sure, so that was go ahead. No, I say that was that that's part of the thing. I mean, I look at the movie, I forgot the name of where Burt Reynolds played an Indian. Okay, Burt Reynolds playing a, a Native American. I mean, you mean to tell me we didn't have Native American actors that could do that? Well, I understand that. <laughs> I guess so for me that's a that's a, a different discussion about um, you know, having characters, uh, w when you have a, um, when you have a class of people not represented in the movies or represented not by themselves, but by someone else. And, and I, I think that right. that's a, a very good discussion too. I, I just, I don't think that in the, in the, in the case of, you know, someone asking a comedian to put on a dress um, that that's somehow, um, I, I can, I can understand what he was trying to, what he was trying to protect. Um, you know, it's the idea that, um, that black men were, uh, stereotyped into certain roles. And if every mm -hmm. black man put on a dress that somehow mm -hmm. that negatively reflects on black men and, and, you know, with, with the experience like Terry Crews had that, that some in the, um, entertainment industry saw black men as, um, you know, available for their personal entertainment, you know, and, and mm -hmm. if, if, uh, Dave Chappelle had experienced that, then maybe the idea of putting on that dress for him was. You know, mm -hmm. I've got to push back against this kind of stuff because, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't want these guys coming at me thinking, you know, I'm I'm available because I'm just not, you know, I like women. And that's that's that. Um, and so I can see the perspective there. But, you know, yeah. but then there's the other side of it, too. You know, like I said, he's playing a character. For all the things that I've heard about the industry. That may very well be the gateway <laughs> into and some be. of the sexual stuff that goes on. That may be. They, yeah. they, you know, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, it may be that the person who asked him to put on a dress wanted to see if he took to it like a fish to water and thinking, you know, mm -hmm. if he's willing to go for this dress, then maybe he's willing to go for dinner. And, and it's quite possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I... I yeah. You don't know that 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 dynamic unless you've dealt with it, and I've not dealt with, you know, a, a fifty million dollar contract like he has. And if somebody sure. is willing to pay you fifty million dollars, um, I can only imagine some of the shit that they might want you to do. 
I've read a lot of things about the Hollywood and uh, music industry involving uh, sexual uh, mm -hmm. activities and favors and things like that. So I think that um, turning down a role like that might just be a sign of caution or someone saying, hey, you know, I'm not going to go there because I know what something else might be coming behind that. Sure. I mean, there's, there's a, you know, um, and we're still going through that, the, the Me Too uh, stuff where a lot of women had, oh, yeah. you know, um, had to endure things just to be part of that community, just to practice their profession, to, to make a living doing what they love to do. And so it's quite possible that what, um, Dave Chappelle was, was pushing a back against was not just the idea of a man wearing a dress, but that, um, that the industry, uh, wants to feminize men, uh, because there are a lot of, because there is a lot of, uh, I don't want to, how do I phrase it in a way that identifies the situation without denigrating someone, uh, but you've got a, an industry where creatives, a, a lot of the creatives have happened to be, uh, homosexual or happen to be, uh -huh. um, um, bisexual and, sure. and they don't know how to approach someone. So they may use the dress ploy as a, as a way to connect. So you wear a dress, then they start making jokes about you in a dress and that becomes their mm -hmm. opportunity to approach you where they would not have approached you before uh -huh. because you know, you're doing that macho man thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you step to me talking about squeezing my cheeks. We, we might have a problem. <laughs> And if not, then what's coming next? <laughs> if you if you don't push back on that, maybe punch them upside the head or whatever, then hey, it's the cheeks, pants coming down. Next thing you know, well, Terry, you might have a Mickey in your drink. <laughs> Terry, Terry, what did what did Terry Crews say? The guy grabbed his crotch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. You know, where do you? Where do you have, what do you, what has to go on in your world that would make you think you can walk up to another man and put your hand in his crotch and make it and, and flirt with him? All they think in the body is, you know, I'm this way. I'm a man that wants to be with another man. So I just do what I do. And they believe, and especially you talking about that industry. Uh, what did they talk about? Uh, Harvey Weinstein, he basically uses power. And he, at one point, was a make-or-break type of producer. Mm -hmm. He could make a woman's career, he could break it. Absolutely. And he used that power to get what he wanted. He wanted sex from all these girls mm -hmm. to the point that, you know, he's convicted of pushing himself on them and forcing mm -hmm. sex on, the, on these women, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I, I get it. I, I fully understand. I, you know, um, so, so me as a, as a consumer of entertainment, I'm thinking, mm 
you know, what's the big hullabaloo? Put the freaking dress, fucking dress on, uh, do the part and move on. You know, it, it may be a rite of passage. You know, uh, one of the things about wearing a dress or like a, a guy wearing a dress, because you both have mentioned, you know, that's not traditionally man's garb. That's not traditionally how men want to see themselves. Um, but, right. you know, putting on that dress uh, can be a humbling experience. It can be a situation of where, you know, can you humble yourself to to do a part? So so like you and I, uh, both Linda said, you know, how far do you have to go? Do I have to kiss a man in this movie? You know, then it becomes to me about, you know, what are you willing to bring your craft to life? What are you willing to do? Is kissing another man mm -hmm. so horrible that that your career can't stand that? Can't stand up well, after it might not be a career. It might not be a career issue. It might not be a career issue. It might just be a personal issue. Just like not everybody, not every man that wear a dress is it about career. It just might be a personal issue. It just might be a man that says, you know, he feels more comfortable in a dress and some nylons and whatever. Uh, my first wife worked for a local AIDS organization. They had their... And when they had their social events, you had men that were patrons and givers to her agency, it was a nonprofit that wore that wore women's clothes and, and, and all this. And it wasn't about making money. This is what they felt comfortable as and what were they entertainers? No. Some of them some of them weren't. I mean, there was a few that they were transvestite for pay. If that that's the best way I could describe it, because they they entertain, uh, they did they uh, did like Liza Minnelli, they did share impersonations, they did Tina Turner impersonations or whatnot, mm -hmm. and uh, some of them lived alternative lifestyle, some of them didn't. They just they were just performers, and so so those it was personal. And other guys just wore it because this is what they did. This is what they like doing. Now, what were their lives like? I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. never asked. I mean, so I guess I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to understand. I can't say not understand. I'm just so so. As an actor, as a performer, as a mm -hmm. performer, um, there is a part that's written. It's a part that's written, and your career is about bringing characters to life, telling stories. And someone asks you to tell the story of um, a guy um, that uh, wanted to uh, open his own business. And uh, it was in a part of an area that was dominated by women. And so in order to even participate, to even get, you know, some financing, he had to pretend to be a woman. So, so telling that story, you're going to have to dress in women's clothing. You're going to have to do what this person did in order to um, open their business. And so you're there to tell that story. And so someone 
asks you to put on a dress. That's a part of telling that story. To play that role. Right. That's a part of telling that story. Yeah. That's well, a part sure. of telling that story. That's true. But, you know, what you always, at least from what I've heard of the industry, you get is, you know, the producer, director, call your agent, say, I got this part for your, your actor. I think he would do good in it. They send the script. You know, the agent sends his client the script. And his client get to review the script. Say, uh, yeah, I like it. I would do it if it has these changes in it. Or I don't like that script. I don't like the idea of that character. I don't want to play that character. You get choice. And the bigger box office that you can draw, the better actor you're considered, the more you get that choice. Like someone just new and just starting out, you know, any one of us would have to take almost any role that was offered just so we can get our feet wet. So what but about if you're like So what about Tootsie? I mean, he was a he was a well-known um established yes, actor when he accepted that role. I mean, you know, what And he may have liked it. He may have liked that role and he and he agreed to do it. He agreed to do it. Like, you know, Eddie Murphy was saying, was talking about uh, the Respucia role in, in Norbert. And he said, you know, he didn't want to offer that to Monique, the comedian act, actress, because he said Respucia was mean. So he chose to wear a fat suit and, and play it himself. You know, and. Right. But he's, and, but he's there know, to so tell, the, he's there to tell the story. Um, although it is a, a comedic story, he, he's there to tell the story, and um, he so in in the in the graphic, there was you know him with this in his in the fat woman suit. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, <laughs> but but yeah, I guess I I'm just so I'm just torn between under you know someone offers you a role. Uh, mm -hmm. And maybe that's that we're we're kind of getting away from the the main story, and and pretty much I think we've we've talked this one out. We can probably change, move on to something else, but um, you know you're given you're given a a, um, a chance to bring to life a character. Now, you know I'm not I I haven't uh, done that. But you weigh the social value of it and you weigh the personal interest of it. Um, you know, um, you know, you, you, there are roles that people have taken that have ended careers. There are roles mm. that have, you know, since careers skyward. And so I'm, I'm guessing it's, mm -hmm. it's difficult to determine when <laughs> something is going, you know, People have different criteria for selecting mm -hmm. what they select. I, I guess mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm, I'm thinking about as far as the idea of men wearing dress, that there just seems to be, hopefully we're, I don't say hopefully, we're moving in a direction where wearing a dress doesn't hold the stigma that it once did. Hmm. 
from again, it's just, I mean, yeah, you know, as time go on, people become more evolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things are accepted. Uh, like, you know, there's, there's a bigger acceptance of people of alternative lifestyles now than there were, let's say, 40 or 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll still get some... Uh, for lack of a better word, we'll say teasing of a man wearing a dress, depending on where you at, who you're around. And, you know, would I go tease Wesley Snipes about wearing a dress? No, that would be not. smart. That brother's a black <laughs> <That's himself>. Probably <laughs> not. If he starts kicking and throwing you, would I go up to Bean Reigns and tease him about wearing No. Probably not. That big brother could wear anything he wanted to. That's right. That's <laughs> it. Where does, where does know, that big dog sleep? Those, he sleeps wherever he wants to. Right. When I, right, when I think of those, uh, I was thinking about Prince, where Warren was singing his song earlier, Little Red Corvette, that I can't get out of my mind. In the <laughs> current issue of uh, Essence Magazine, it's the September-October issue of this year, and it's the International Black Fashion. Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll read to you what the lifestyle editor said about Prince. He was a man that was confident enough to style on the culture in blouses, heels, mm-hmm. and buttless chaps mm-hmm. is the definition of iconic. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I just remember how Prince used to dance and he pranced around the same thing and he go, oh Yeah, and and, and and Prince would play uh so I I, I think it was uh Eddie Murphy's brother. Um Fred Murphy, huh? Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy Murphy. told a story of of, uh, being at Prince's house and Prince uh, playing basketball in heels and a blouse. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, so so that that didn't. So there are some people who are who are not going to be completely intimidated by. stereotypes and gender uh, roles. Right. Um, but right. as I said, you know, down through history, entertainers have had to play, you know, different roles. And, um, and, 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 and I think it's interesting how uh, life crosses over, you know, so, so let's just say that, you know, when um, Dave Chappelle got that offer, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it was the situation where he had been approached by um, the, you know, somebody, uh, a man, another man, and he felt that, mm-hmm. you know, by by doing that role, it, it it sends a message, and so he's, you know, having to deal with sending messages along with trying to navigate his own career, and. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I can see those two, you know, how, how, how you, the, what messages, the messages that you send, um, doing the things that you're trying to do to, uh, live your life. So, so I just, I just thought it was interesting, um, to try to at least examine, um, some of the possibilities that might have influenced his decision to not wear a dress. 
Yeah, and you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, actors turn down roles all the time for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's much different than the rest of the reasons. Something about it that just doesn't appeal to them. It could be other things involved. So I, I really don't see it as a big deal unless somebody thinks it is. So you have, it's a choice. So you might not be comfortable wearing a dress. You, you might not want to be seen that way. So you pass. Okay. So normally I try to, uh, not make it personal. Uh, but mm -hmm. I'm going to ask this one question. If somebody asks you to put okay. on a dress, you putting on a dress. Who me? Yeah. You. Why would I? I, I'm just saying someone asked you, is there, is, is there, then let me ask the question this way. Is there an instance where you would wear a dress? No, none whatsoever. None. No, no. <laughs> Is it? Now you give me one that caused you to put on a dress. Um, if someone, if, if I was acting in something and then I needed to put on a dress, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, we didn't, we're not talking about acting. I said, is there a situation? Is there a situation? Uh -huh. Right. Acting, uh, undercover work. If somebody, if the FBI came uh -huh. to you and said, we could use your help, but you got to put on a dress. Do you put on the dress? Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying yeah. is that, is there any okay. instance, is there any situation where you will put on a dress? Not that I can think of. You would, so the FBI shows up at your door and asks you to put on a dress. You go, oh man, you guys are shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah, who are they to tell me what to do? They're not at telling you, they're asking you. We need your help. There's Russians, there's Russians, there's Russians in the library, and you need to go spy on them. We, and the only way you can get close to them is if you put on a dress. <laughs> I mean, nah. in that scenario you described, I think the FBI would have some women agents they could send in there to spy on the Russians. Right. And having worn wear a dress and go in. Oh, 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 so, so you my thought Polish neighbors probably hates Russians more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you think you're out of the picture, huh, Leonard? What where is there a situation of that where you not. put on a dress? You knew it was coming. You, well, for me. For me, I mean I remember this movie, I forgot the name of it, where the two guys dressed like nuns mm -hmm. to blend in and try, you know, say their lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see in a situation like that, my life depended on it. Yeah, I can see myself doing it. Oh, so you wouldn't I mean, do it for right on me. So no no fun. You know, you you a costume party, you wouldn't wear a dress. <laughs> no, well, I told you I'm incident with my excuse me, my first wife. Tried to get me yeah. to do it and I and I didn't. Okay. And then what I found out was they taped everybody that was there. And I was like, I, I, I remember doing this. Because <laughs> they had me on tape, my 300 pound self in a dress. That wouldn't have Halloween's been coming up. <laughs> well, I, I I quit I quit dressing for Halloween years ago, man. <laughs> so so I think I think I we should do it that years ago. Years ago. I think I think we should do a podcast on exploring what it's like to, to wear a dress all day and we have to do the podcast in a dress. You guys going for that one? <laughs> no. 
I'm pounding off that day. Oh man, that's a, that's a mess. So, so you're. If God wanted me to wear, if God wanted me to wear a dress, He'd have made me a woman. I'd have been your sister instead of your brother. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's what I thought about it anyway. I, you know. That's a good one. I I think I think I'm a man, whether I'm in a dress or a tutu, or whatever. I'm still a man. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that subject, what makes you a man? Oh no. We dealt with that one already. Yeah, you're a man because, huh? Because you're a man because because I accept the I accept the definition of being a man. My definition of a man, my definition of a man, is more about um, my role in society Uh than it is about my specific gender. Oh, okay, okay. So you can have a vagina and be a man. I don't. (laughs) I I wouldn't. I would not think that's the case. Okay. Uh, okay. So, Just so I would me. not, I would not think that's the case. I would not proffer that as an idea, but mm-hmm. okay. So there's, there's two ideas of a man. There's, um, there's the gender idea and there's the person, the personality or the, um, behavior. Oh. Okay. Would you agree? Can that's possible? Yeah. So I, so I understand that concept. So you could be born with a penis and no breasts, and um, wear high have, heels and switch down the well, street. Not just high heels. You could, um, you could father a child, uh, not take care of the child, not take care of the, mm-hmm. the mother, the child's mother not take care of anybody in your family, run from your responsibility. Do you classify that person as a man? Biologically, yes. That's what I'm saying. So there's a biological man and there's a, um, uh, how do you say, the roles as a man. And so as a man, I believe I fulfill the societal roles of a man along with the biological Mm -hmm. uh, aspects of being a man. So, so when you say what makes me a man, and those are the things that I believe that makes me a man. Okay. That, you know, I've been thinking about those two concepts and the question then becomes, when does one rule would apply over the other? What do you mean? What is, explain better. Cause I'm not sure I understand. The definition of a man. Okay. For example, if you go apply for a job mm-hmm. and it asks for your gender does that say it says male female mm-hmm. you identify your man you have male anatomy but you identify as a female do you check female well okay so i think what we're having okay so i'm not gonna address that directly what okay. I am going to talk about then is I think we're in the process of adding a gender category uh, to applications, to um, societies. There, mm-hmm. We're expanding. In fact, I think I saw an article that said that there were 72 genders. Um, 
or some number that was really huge. Uh, and it was 70. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, things like, um, um, Oh, it just slipped out of my mind. But anyway, it, it there were seven, they were talking there was this huge number of gender categories. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, trying to get your head around that <laughs> when you're accustomed to and you grew up the first 60 years of your life uh thinking man and woman and getting used to the idea Male. that that, yeah. that now there's non-binary. Um you mm -hmm. know, Non-binary means I don't identify as a traditional male, or a cis male, or cis female. Now I have to deal with cis. Now I have to deal with, you know, um, um, queer is a is a gender category. Mm -hmm. You know, so you you've got all of these, and so your original question was, um, do you check male or female? And so, and so for me to, to answer that question, I have to say, I'd like to see us come to some better understanding of how we want to address gender in the long term as a society and not just as individuals. Because, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, people having, well, you just do you. Well, if, you, if, I, if I have an application, and I only have male and female on the application and you don't mm -hmm. identify as male or female. Um, what do you put? Because if we're tracking, making sure that people who don't identify as male or female are being represented in the workplace, how do we track that? Because if the application Good doesn't question. include your gender category, we, we, we have no way to track it. And then why do you need, why do you need the category if, if there's going to be no, no infinite, no fin finite number of categories, 72, I mean, gosh. Right. And I understand. I'm just saying, um, so, so if we want to protect, protect groups and make sure that those, that people, um, uh, you with me, Leonard? Hey, Leonard? Yeah. Oh, okay. You with me? You want to take a break? Yeah. No. Okay. I was listening to you. I I know you're listening. I just I just wanted to work with you. You thought I was asleep. Okay. No, I didn't think you were asleep. I just wanted okay. to make sure that you were all right. I was checking on you. So I'm all right. <laughs> very good. That's what I'm talking about, McMahon. Um, and so <laughs> and so we we want to make sure that people get to be represented that they can, we don't want the group to smother out creativity and individuality, but we also don't want the individual to be, to be able to control the group. So we have to find a balance. And one of the things that's important is making sure that, that people can participate. If I have an application and I only have um, male and female listed as categories and I'm requiring you to, to, to check one of them to get a job, mm -hmm. 
And you don't want to check one of them because you don't want to be pigeonholed. Because if if I check mail, you might only consider me for jobs where I'm lifting 100 pounds or more. I don't want to lift 100 pounds or more. But if I check female, you might only want to hire me to do other certain jobs. So, so I, so those categories don't work for me. So how do we protect those people if we, if we allow only those two categories to exist? Well, I, it seems to me that the question is more coming towards now, do we, do we need a category if it's going to be an issue of discrimination? Help me out. Does, sure. does, does gender matter? When does gender matter? Well, so do you think that, do you oh, think that oh, if yeah. we eliminate gender, that women are going to be protected in our society? What do they need protection from? Okay. So, so women are discriminated against for many types of positions still in 20 in 2021, women are still discriminated against for different types of jobs. Mm -hmm and job classification. Mm -hmm. So how do we protect them if we don't, if we don't track those, the, the any, the, how, how, how women are treated in the workplace? Checking that box says yeah. when we, that we can, uh, the federal government then can ask you, ask the company, how many women do you have in your company? And that, and the woman that checked that box that says woman, she gets counted as a woman. If that box doesn't exist, then the company can say any, give any number that they want. Because it's not documented any place. Okay. Having said that, you're, you're, you're tracking the gender of the employees, but you're not limiting the jobs to a specific gender because that would be discrimination. But we don't know that because we keep, can't, if we don't track keeping numbers, huh? You just, you're just, you're just keeping basically numbers to prove that you're not discriminating. Well, we're keeping numbers so that we can track progress. Okay. So we have th those gender boxes are there so that mm -hmm. we have a measurement of how fairly we are we're treating people in our society. Gotcha. They're, they're not there just to uh, to force an individual to choose a gender. Mm -hmm. So hypothetically, a person could go down to one job and check the box male, mm -hmm. but then they can go down to down the street to another job and check the female box and there would be no reason they couldn't do that. Okay. I, 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 I that is correct. Okay. I, I'm, I want to see where you're going with it. I, I, you are correct. I, I, I'm just saying, okay. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. so you could basically claim what you wanted to in order to get the job. Mm hmm or increase your uh, chances of getting a certain job. You're absolutely you be correct. Fluid. And it's been done before. Oh, gender fluid is another category. Um, yeah. But but you're absolutely correct. There have men 
that have have gone to apply for a job, the job says we'd like to have a woman. Mm-hmm. And, it, and a guy goes down and it's like, why should women get that job? I can do that job. I'm a woman. Check. So in that case, though, would a man be able to say, hey, that's that's fraud or that's not legitimate? If they feel that person is not a woman again, would they have a case? I I think (laughs) I think right now we're going through a period where. um, Where we are redefining the world we live in. I agree. Okay. So we're, we're redefining the world we live in. And uh, with that being the case, these are some of the questions that need to be answered. Uh, the question is, um, how do we address uh, a box that's checked when I'm looking at the person and what I see is a cis, what I I believe to be a man and he's checking the box of a woman. How do I deal with that? What do I do? How do I, how do I process that? How does the company process that? Do I just accept that you're a, that you, that you are a woman? Do we eliminate, uh, you know, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, those are, you're definitely bringing up questions that we, we have to answer as we move forward in this, in this situation. I think in that situation, the employer, uh, you back, Leonard? You back on who they have? Yeah. All right. I'm who sorry. They man. have on retainer in the legal department. <laughs> yeah, that becomes in that situation. That becomes a question you have to deal with with your with your attorney, depending on the laws in your local jurisdiction or your state. Yeah, but we haven't defined uh, it yet. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. What is your lawyer going to do? Ooh. Well, it depends on what they have to do. If that person files a suit, then they're going to have to defend the company. If they don't file a suit, no no problem. Do you think it's been dissettled uh, enough now that I go into, a, uh, I go into an office and I check a box uh, titled woman and they don't hire me for the position and I go back and say the reason they didn't hire me is because I'm a woman. And then well, I could sue them because they didn't hire me because I was a woman. Huh? Who are you going to say that to? You're going to have to go to an attorney to bring that okay. case. Yeah, well, of course, I'm going to get an attorney. I'm going to get an attorney, okay. sue the company because they and I'm going to say that they didn't hire me because I'm a woman. And, then and what that's you why I said it depends on who the company has as on a retainer, because they're going to have to fight that. Well, if they're weak in that area, they could buckle down and, and hire them. Well, <laughs> if if that, they want to fight it, if that person is going to make that claim, you it will be on you to prove now that they didn't hire you 
because you're a woman. You got to prove that now. Their attorney. Yeah, you you're not going to just make that claim and then go into court and get relief. You're going to have to prove your claim that that uh well they didn't hire you because you were a woman. And it falls off if that for that same job that you applied for, if you find out later that there's another woman doing that job, you lose that. Now I'm talking about some I know because I remember being involved in a suit where you know I was part of a a party that claimed discrimination. They could very well have do it, done it, but you got to prove that that's what well, I understand intended. all of that. I guess and, I'm I'm getting more yeah. towards. I'm okay. So legally, we can't we can't solve that legally. Neither none of us are are uh, although well, you are. Although you have uh, um, paralegal skills, it would probably take an attorney to um, to yeah. to litigate that case. So, so what mm -hmm. I want to go back to is the idea that um, the way things are are shaping up now, mm -hmm. that box checking that box does not necessarily have anything to do with your physical state of being. It has that male female box has now become detached from biology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I say in certain situations, yeah. It no longer represents biology. Previously, that box represented biology. That no longer is okay. the case. I get the point. So th then the situation now becomes, we have tried to ensure that women are not discriminated against. If that box no longer pertains to biology, then anyone can claim that they're a woman and receive those protections. And the intent of trying to protect women has now changed. Yeah. Quite possibly, yes. I mean, you're going to always have people that no matter what rules you place, they'll figure out a way to try to get around the rules and gain the system. I so you have some men, huh? Go ahead. So you have some men that are truly men, but try to gain the system to say they're women to gain the female benefits. You'll have that. Mm -hmm. Perfect example that has happened is a few years ago, where in certain areas they had course rules that. Transvestite men can go use women's bathrooms. Okay. Because they choose to dress like women. And they say they would be threatened and their safety threatened if they go use men's bathroom. But I'm one that believe we don't need to have men in bathrooms where little girls go. But that's just that's my personal opinion. Okay. So you always got people that are gonna try to game the system no matter what. Mm -hmm. 
so 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 the the idea that um that the the male female the gender roles notifi- uh, identification on applications does not or should represent the biological representation versus the um uh, I don't know what you call it um mental or physical mental or desired uh, gender uh notification so 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 should that box be attached to biology or not Well, with this world becoming non-binary, as they say, I think it's making gender obsolete. So the question is, how how do we evaluate these non-binary classes, uh, however many they are become? Seventy-two. That's that's pretty wild. But that's pretty wild. We're going to be dealing with a lot of different uh, issues with with different uh, classifications of what would it be? It wouldn't be anatomy. It would be identity, I would, I'm assuming. How do we deal with all these different identities now that it's not a binary gender situation? It's gonna, it's gonna, com- it's gonna make things really complicated. And I think a lot of cases are gonna be uh, going to court eventually if things keep progressing the way they are. And I like the, I like what you what you just brought up. If we had determined how we were going to deal with the change in gender identification, then it would be a much smoother transition to move from traditional gender identification to the new system. But what we've done now, what we're doing now, is we're freeing the identification of gender, and yet we don't have a solution as to how we're going to deal with it going forward. Because it's going to, while it will free some people, it will cause extreme difficulty for others. So so women have been traditionally locked out of certain type of jobs. So now that we've had the we've had a change in the the gender identity spectrum, now companies don't have to cater to or don't have to deal with um, gender roles as far as management goes, because all they have to do is have one of their managers and one of their male managers reclassify himself as a female, and voila they've met the requirements of having uh, female uh, representation in management. And like Leonard said, um, you will always have people wanting to game the system. We've made mm-hmm. it easy to game the system because we attacked, attacked the problem from the classification first before having a an answer to some of the questions necessary before we make those reclassifications to protect people. Yeah, yeah. 
I think we had a, a real good example. Well, we have right now, actually, and Chappelle brought it up in his controversial, um, what was what was it called? Uh, the name of the show? The Closer. The Closer. He's he was he brought up the fact that Caitlyn Jenner was is the woman of the year. Right. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering how do most women view that? Mm -hmm. Uh normal female gender women mm -hmm. that this trans person that they viewed as a male for how many 50 something years or mm -hmm. 40 something years all of a sudden becomes uh crosses over and becomes woman of the year i got i got a feeling there's a little animosity with a lot of one over that well i mean um <clears throat> so so as a man he competed in the olympics and he got gold medals and et cetera et cetera et cetera and then um he he came out he he re-identified as a woman and now he's getting top accolades in that field and i'm sure i'm sure, sure. you know i would have an issue so i have i would have an issue if um if um um Eminem decided he, uh, you know, if he got the, the, the top black rapper, you know, category, you understand what I'm saying? That would be like, you know, you, you, you fight, you struggle to get some recognition. And then when you're right close to getting the rec, you know, the recognition, the situation flip flops. <laughs> And whatever you thought you had, you don't have anymore. Well, ask answer me this: If you can, uh, really me this, Batman. Cross genders? Why can't you cross ethnicity or race? Who who says that? That's not next. You you assume <laughs> that we're at the end of this. Hey, who said? That's what I'm saying. Who says you can't? I, who I, exactly? Because there's no boundaries. What, what's her name? Um. Oh, the girl that uh, uh, was headed to end up the white girl that was headed to NAACP. Uh, oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. She claimed she was black. Yeah. You she know, claimed what? She that she was black. Rachel Dolezal. Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal. Mm -hmm. And and <clears throat> and again, I'm not pounding on Rachel. I'm not. I'm definitely not pounding on Rachel. Um, um, I have made some, some comments about Rachel, um, uh, supporting her. I don't support her to be black, but I support her to be who she is. Um, but you're right. You know, we've already, we've already broached the, the racial situation. So, so what's to say, you know, if, 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 um, if if we do somehow achieve, well, I ain't gonna go up that far. So then, then, then it becomes racial fluidity. Sure. Well, race was created. It's not a real thing. This is this is a social con construct. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and the woman was saying that whiteness 
actually came to be a real thing in the like around 1670s. And mm-hmm. it, it was all based on the uh, white supremacists wanting to dominate the world and take over as as they have, you know, this is the white supremacist idea. We're superior, we're white. But before that, we were just basically maybe different cultures, but the racial thing wasn't a thing. And so how do we deal with that going forward if we're all human? And this and here's what I want to do is this something recently created. So tomorrow, can we get out of that? So tomorrow we're going to talk about labels mm-hmm. and race is a label. Yes, it is. So let's, how about we, we include that in tomorrow? Okay. Absolutely. Is that, is that fair? That's Absolutely. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so today we are actually uh, time to wrap up. Uh, Marsha Woodland, thanks for joining us this afternoon. She says that they didn't have, huh? She says that they should have a different title. Miss Woody, they should have a different title for people who convert to a different sex. And uh, Mm. you may have missed a few minutes ago when I said they have seventy-two titles for (laughs) they convert to a different sex, right? Uh, I I don't remember what the number was, but seventy two stands out. So so maybe I just <clears throat> made that up, or maybe it's true. I I don't I didn't hang on to the article because I was like you know things are fluid and things are changing, you know. I I didn't I, I'm I'm just trying to go back and find that article so I could use bring that uh, tomorrow uh, and be more information. Uh, you know, yeah, that, more that should be a good article. I think it would be interesting. All righty. We are done for today and we will be back tomorrow. I thank everybody for joining us and, we, and hopefully you'll be, we'll be back two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, the lionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.